0: Hello, and welcome to episode 157 of The Modern Manager. I'm your host, Mamie Canfor-Stewart. First, a warm welcome to Terence H. and Alphias S. to The Modern Manager community. Starting June 15th with episode 158, there will be some additional perks to memberships that are available at all membership levels. You'll be able to access the members-only version of the show directly in your podcast player. And this members-only feed will include all the same episodes, just without this pitch to become a member, and additional bonus episodes, which you will only get if you are a member because they will only be delivered in this feed. You will also be able to submit questions for me to ask to upcoming guests through our members-only Slack community. And in addition to the standard takeaways, you will get a transcript of the episode. Now, what's really great is that you can get all of these perks for only $2 a month if you become a member before June 15th. After that, the entry-level membership will go to $5 per month, but if you are already in at the $2 level, you get to stay at the $2 level for as long as your membership is active. And if you work for a government or non-profit agency, you get 20% off of any membership level. So head on over to themodernmanager.com slash join to learn more about member perks and join today. Now, today's guest is David R. Ibarra. David is a leadership consultant, speaker, and author of the new book, Stop Drifting. After spending most of his childhood in foster care, David started his first business at age 28, beginning an entrepreneurial career that spans the hospitality, automotive, and leadership consulting industries. He is the founder of E Leader Tech, IBG, David Ibarra Enterprises, and the Think and Grow Rich Institute, Latin America. Taking what he's learned and through the creation of his patent performance management system, David has implemented the cycle of success in his own life to creatively combine his business, community, and civic interests. David and I have a great conversation about what it takes to actually make change in your life and how to get your team to change their habits in order to get what they want. These are the lessons that he's captured in his book, Stop Drifting, Become the Switchmaster of Your Own Thought and Pivot to Positive. He shares how the brain works, why positive thinking isn't just woo-woo stuff, how to control your thoughts, and how to talk with your team about all of this. Now here's the conversation.
1: You're listening to The Modern Manager, a podcast dedicated to helping you be a rock star boss with a thriving team. Whether you're looking to upgrade your meetings, cultivate your team, or grow as a leader, this podcast is for you. Now here's your host, Mamie Canfer stewart
0: David, it is such a pleasure to have you today. I want to start just by saying how much I enjoyed reading your book. It took me back to my days at business school where we read The Goal and I just love the process of learning through storytelling and seeing how it impacts people's lives, that narrative. So just so much fun. I really just wanted to give you a shout out for your book because that was just such a great read.
1: Well, thank you very much. And thank you for having me on the program today.
0: All right. So let's get into this because I had so many good like aha moments when I was reading the book and I've read a lot about the stuff before, but you just made it so accessible. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the top level takeaway, which is you control your own thoughts and therefore you can control the direction of your life. Did I get the right takeaway or is there a takeaway that that you want? Well,
1: asked? you know, a- absolutely correct. The power of what is in our head, and it being one of two, we're either in a negative state of mind, which is going to take us to a place we don't want to go, or we're in a positive state of mind, and that's where we get what we want. The idea of learning how to pivot to positive to maintain yourself, no matter what the circumstances, if you approach it from a positive state of mind, that's where you'll have good outcomes, and it is a process that can be learned.
0: So I feel like before we get into like how to do all this, I have to just ask about the woo-woo side of this because it seems like you're saying that there's real science behind the power of positive thinking and this power of aligning your thoughts with what you want. So can you say a little bit about the brain science stuff and then let's get into the like how to do it all?
1: Well, you know, real quick and easy, the brain and how it works, it's uh, 80% of our brain is the subconscious and the subconscious is where thoughts are seated. And the only job of the subconscious is to make it so. The 15% of the brain is the conscious. It's you and I talking as we are right now. And things get moved from the subconscious to the conscious to be acted upon when it's ready. But where all of the action really occurs is the 5% of the brain, which is the imagination. Now, the imagination is a connector that, that reaches out and connects to emotions. And emotions are either positive or negative, fear or joy. And we are controlled by the emotions that bring in the thoughts into our brain and seated in the subconscious where it is only job is to make it so. Look for the opportunity to create the failure of the fear of failure or the joy of success. And we spent a lot of time researching this and I've spent my life using this and it And I'm a kid uh, uh, coming from a very uh, difficult background, wasn't prepared uh, to start work in a career. And um, I was introduced to this process at the age of 18 years old, and we use it throughout our organization. Every coach has the ability to know how to help somebody pivot it to a positive without using cliches to describe it. It is a process.
0: So, can you give me an example? As I love the way you talked about the negative nut house in your in and Can mm-hmm. you talk a little bit yeah. about how that spiral happens and and what the difference is when you stop that spiral?
1: You know, I'll, oftentimes I'll be with an individual that comes in to see me to talk about my performance management uh, program and I interview the uh, individuals the same way they're interviewing me. And I don't want to work with anybody that it's not going to be a good experience for me or them. So in the process, I'll stop right in, in the very beginning and ask them what they want. What, what is it that you want? And just to the look of their face, I can tell you right now whether that want is coming from a negative state of mind or a positive. Either that there is a fear of shrinking capital, which is the biggest reason people come to see me, and uh, how is it that you can help me stop that? And my approach is, is they're willing to not operate within fear that causes fear with every associate within their teams. I can teach them how to do that if they're willing to approach some of the exercises that we do. And for instance, one of them are, is when you're thinking about something, stop for a moment and put it, is that a negative thought or a positive thought? Do it for an an entire day, about 15 minutes throughout an entire day, and then add them up and divide them into each other. And what you'll find is that 80% of our thoughts are fear thoughts, the fear of the loss of income, the fear of the loss of a relationship, uh, free time, uh, getting older, not getting what we want and on and on and on. Or they're a thought of, boy, this is going to be exciting. I can't wait to achieve this. This is going to be new. I'm going to share it with everybody. And it's 80-20. How is it that we flip that to where 80% of our thoughts are positive and uh, 20% are negative, but we learn how to handle them. That's what makes great companies.
0: All right. So now let's talk about how to do that. So how do you really figure out what it is that you want? Because it seems like that's a first step to then being able to shift your mindset.
1: Well, I I think it's a little bit the opposite. We always start with uh, teaching people how the brain works and how it is you got where you are having what you don't want. Because the formula is the same. You let a negative thought come in through your imagination, through the conscious, seeded into the subconscious, and then it grew and became so. Well, if that is the case, then it's easy to change the thought to a positive one, and the formula is the same. So how is it that you change a negative to a positive? What I do personally, and I teach the CEOs all across the United States that I work with how to do, is I think of three grand things. And there's three things in your life that just absolutely make you smile, whether it's the birth of a child, the victory of a sporting event, a a book club and conversations you have with your friends. When you imagine that, you have already pivoted into a positive state of mind and negative and positive are so unfriendly, they cannot possess the same space at the same time. So you have then opened the door to move into a positive state that gives you better solutions and more meaningful solutions solutions to make you different than your competitors and for you to increase your market share through the uh, serving of people uh, with a pleasant personality.
0: All right. So I have to tell you, I just did that while you we were talking and I was like, I'm going to think of three things that make me happy. And I just noticed myself smiling and like feeling so good. And I was like, that's so crazy. Just yeah. from thinking about things that have made yep. me happy in the past. That's not
1: that that is the pivot to positive. You just, you just did. And it's easy. People ask me all, all the time, David, why is it that you smile so much? And I have a big smile because I'm pivoting all throughout the day. Negative comes into our minds through a whisper that is uninvited. No, you can't. What were you thinking? Boy, that's going to be hard. And so you pivot to a positive and I think of a way that, you know what, we can do that, we will do that. And when we do, we're gonna gain more market share and it's our responsibility to have that become a reality for every associate that has hooked their wagon to ours.
0: All right, so now let's talk about the, what is it you really want and how are you gonna get it? Cause this is the part that mm-hmm. I found particularly interesting cause I feel like I've read a lot of the like, set your goals and like make your plans. Yeah. And inevitably, like that's, you know, I shouldn't say inevitably, but sometimes that's just not enough. And you're like, I don't understand why it's not working, but you have a different approach.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what is that, you know, a lot of people will will talk about it. You've got to find your major purpose in life. Well, if you start there at 18 years old, how in the world do you know what your major purpose in life? It starts with many goals, small goals, bigger goals, and then into major goals. And for me, it took me till I was 40 in my 40s to find my life purpose. But it all begins by, you know, I've heard it referred to as a mission statement, a vision statement, and, you know, and then somebody puts a new uh, a name to it and resells a new book and then another one and another one. But it's uh, cliches after cliches after cliches. I, We, we uh, just simply start by asking a simple question. I want you to think for a moment and tell me why are you here and what do you want? And sometimes they'll look at me and say, well, I don't know what you mean. Well, what is it that you want? Why did you seek out this meeting today? And then inevitably it'll say, well, I have some shrinking capital and I want to stop the shrink and to increase my capital and uh, protect it. And I said, okay, Well, let's write that down. Now we have the want, but it starts just by that simple question. What do you want? Some it'll be, I want to make an extra thousand dollars a month so that I have the comfort of not dealing with the fear of lack of money. Others will, I want to have a, a better relationship with my friends and family so that I feel like I have something other than just work. What do you want? Once you write that first sentence, then you can go to the next. What am I willing to do? To uh, achieve what I want, it's it's not that difficult of a process, and I it's always been perplexing to me why is it we make it so hard?
0: Well, I think it's that second part of the what are you willing to do to achieve that mm-hmm. that many of us kind of get lost in where we you right sure. we we keep going about our things and we just keep saying like I really want this but then our behavior doesn't change our work work mm-hmm. process doesn't change. So, can you talk a little bit more about how do we get from this? All right, I'm making these changes to like I'm actually living the changes. Sure.
1: Well, let me let me start with the second step when I'm going in and talking to somebody about what do they want and then what are you willing to do? They'll sometimes look at me like I'm I'm really not sure what I'm supposed to do. So, let me ask you this. Let's list the things that the the talents you're going to need to achieve it. If it's a sales position, Uh, You're going to have to have some talent, in. you're going to have to have talent in marketing, presentation, internet uh, sales, uh, a guest presentation. You can list them and then say, which ones do you already have? Which talent do you not have? It's just as important to know what you don't have as it is to what you do have. And then who are you going to add to what I call your specialized talent team members so that you can use and borrow their talent as if it's your very own? You know, oftentimes people ask me, God, you seem to know so much. No, I, I really don't. I know what I, I'm good at. I know what I know. I know what I don't know. And we have vice presidents in different uh, positions throughout this our company that, that, that are experts in that talent I don't have. I don't try to execute a talent that is not mine. Instead, we work together in harmony as a group for a common goal.
0: So I, I want to dig into this a little bit because the concept of the hey. team and I mean, it's so easy for managers to feel like I need to have answers or I need to at least know where to go for what answers. And and it sounds like what you're saying is be really clear about what information, what expertise, what talents you don't have, but that you're going to need to be successful and then go out and get them, whether they're your current team members or other colleagues in the organization or outside experts, but make that process of getting those things part of achieving your goal.
1: Exactly. You know, the most powerful three-letter word in the English language, I'll ask you, what do you think that word would be? The, th- the three-letter, three-letters, most powerful three-letter word in the English language. Well,
0: my instincts are saying the word, yes, but I'm not so confident in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what most people say. It's A-S-K, ask. When you go to somebody that has that talent and you simply give an ask, It's amazing how many people will wish to help somebody who knows what they want because it starts a chain reaction of different kinds of leaders, and they're expected to share that talent with somebody else. It's just a code of performance coaching.
0: So if I'm now thinking about my team here and rallying my team around a shared goal, what are some of the things that I need to do? at least related to these kind of early stages of goal setting, of redesigning, like what is it that you're gonna do or what are you gonna let go of in order to make this happen? And how are you gonna get the the talent that you need? How do I do this with my team?
1: Well, you know, it's 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 really interesting as I go across America and and even for some nonprofits and, and particularly as I look at their board of directors, I ask, I, I get the names, we put them on a whiteboard, and then I ask, why is this person a member of your board. And they'll tell me how great they are, he or she. But you know what they never tell me? What talent they have. <laughs> so you'll see a board that oftentimes looks like the chair of the board. And so we start off wrong and, and, and that's the first correction. And then once we have that correction of moving some people around, maybe turning out some folks and getting a correct board or a leadership team, now we talk about working in harmony as a team and I'm not going to try to overshadow your talent you won't do the same to me we're going to use it together as if it's we're one that's when we become a collective genius now we can look at the company services that we're in what do we offer who else offers that what can we do different that distinguishes us as a lead organization, that will create services that increase our market share, and I'll tell you this: we rarely fail.
0: So I love this at the high level where you have that kind of control in some ways. But if I'm a, a manager who's you know relatively new in my managerial journey, I have a small mm-hmm. team. I'm inside a company that's got you know fifty, hundred, thousand employees. Mm-hmm. What, what can mm-hmm. I do for my little perch that, that's uh, not sitting in the boardroom?
1: Well, we'll remember in the book, I have a uh, chapter and in, 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 in a few pages that talks about George leading a different kind of meeting And he started asking every one of the salespeople, what did they want? They didn't know. It started out with income. What are you willing to give? And then to have that posted on the whiteboard, creating the forecast by that and that achieving the forecast was a Failure or a success based on whether every team member got what they want. As a manager working my way up in Marriott and in automobile dealerships that I've worked or other businesses or restaurants, et cetera, I always started with my team. Uh, asking them, what did they want? Where did they see themselves in five years? And to remind them that that answer needed to be where they saw themselves. It did not mean inside our organization. And then it was my job to help them get what they want. Now I had folks that were energized because I was going to help them leave if that's what they wanted to do for their own personal growth. And guess what? We had the reputation Of being an entity that others wanted to come in and work because we helped them get what they wanted. And it's not what we want, it's what they want. And by doing so, you get what you want.
0: Well, I remember a line in your book, too, where you talk about the difference between coaching and mentoring. And that, if I remember incorrectly, coaching is kind of helping someone do the job they're there to do, and mentoring is helping them live the life they want to live.
1: Well, that's that's correct. Teaching them a process that is a theme process of the entity is the coaching. It is the act of executing a process. Mentoring is not something that I can tell you how to go about. I got to ask you what you want and then help you get it and be there to assist you in your inner growth to self-actualization.
0: So let's shift to think about this from a one-on-one perspective. So I'm imagining that mm. there are some managers who are listening and are like, yeah, I'm super into this or I you know I got this. but there's someone on my team who I just know if I go and try and tell them like we're gonna use the power of positive thinking, we're gonna we're gonna shift our mindset, we're gonna pivot to positive. We're gonna I'm just imagining this person who's gonna like give me the frown and just roll their eyes at me or like internal like give me the fake smile and internally they're gonna be scowling. So how do you have this conversation with your team or with individuals that you work with who, you know, you're not so sure that they're going to buy into all this so quickly?
1: Well, I can tell you right up front, they're not going to. You'll read a book and you'll say, golly, that book makes great sense. Why is it within six months? You can't remember anything from the book. And uh, it's because that, you know, the law of nature we have uh, is 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 based on the development of our own habits. We have them. Most of them are not good habits. They're drifting habits. They are not non-drifting habits. So you either have a bad habit or a good habit. And what we believe, and I'll I'll tell you after every seminar that you go to where I'm giving it, people will say, "Wow, this is great! This is great!" And I'll tell them, "Well, guess what? It's not going to work for you." What? You have to take the next step, and that's the creation of a controlled habit, which is very uncomfortable because you're going to teach yourself to do certain actions repetitively when they are not natural. But by doing that for a 60-day, 90-day period, they become natural, and then you have the habit of success as opposed to the habit of failure and the habit of non-drifting as opposed to the habit that causes us to drift. It is a technique that isn't easy, and you have to have one or two leaders within a a company that that is their job to teach that. We want to teach folks from a company to be their own instructors within their company because that's when something takes hold and realities really change.
0: Can you give an example of what some of those control habits might be
1: Sure well the uh, a fifth step of uh, really changing and getting control of your thoughts I call the readiness level exercise and the readiness level exercise we we assist every associate and I, it doesn't from from every position within the organization none left out What is it that you want? What is it that you do? And how is it that you get ready to have a great day? And for me, I can share you mine. I did it this morning at 6.15. As I'm shaving, I turn on my iPad and I pop open my 44 daily tasks that I have to do as a CEO of these several companies that I actively run. And I read them out loud with enthusiasm. There's 44, reading them out loud in enthusiasm. I'm seeding my subconscious to be able to execute those in the next 10 hour day without thought. Then I read my company's mission statements. One, two, three, four, five. Then I read my own personal reality statement. What is it that I want? And then I read my initiatives. Then I look at my schedule and guess what? It was the first time I saw I was scheduled for this. Because I only look at it, I don't. I only look in the morning. I keep myself controlled that I'm looking at one day at a time, and unless it's travel, I'm going to look one day at a time. Now, I'm ready to work with enthusiasm, and that's my readiness exercise. And what that does, it kicks in that extra mile effort, personal initiative, self discipline, controlled enthusiasm, accurate thought, controlled attention ends with creative vision. And when I can walk around with a creative vision, people want to follow someone with a pleasant personality and that is purpose-driven. We all want to work with somebody like that. So all of the leaders, managers that are listening today, you know, think about the one person that affected you in a positive way. And that's the kind of leader you want to be. And it won't happen by accident. You have to develop the process that makes everyone want to be on your team.
0: Wow, I feel like that was so powerful. This is probably a good place for us to to pivot to our closing because I just that I want to leave people, but you got to be the leader you want to work for. So can you tell us, David, about a great manager that you worked for and what made that person so fantastic?
1: Well, I tell you what, every time that I think about this man, uh, I get a smile on my face and a tear in my eye. Uh, Robert E. Farrell from Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor Restaurant. I thought I had the most insignificant job I would ever have in my life. A dishwasher, 18 years old, a kid from a challenged neighborhood and a challenged early childhood. I was going nowhere, angry. And I met him. He came in, shook my hand, told me I had the most important job in the restaurant, washing dishes. I won't go into the details because we won't have time. But at the next day, he said, I want you to be at the seven o'clock meeting, seven o'clock on a Saturday. Are you kidding me? And he stood in front of the group and said, everybody stand. Tell me our purpose. Why? What do we do at Farrell's ice cream parlor restaurant? Now, as he said that I saw him, we all stood and none of us knew. And he looked at the manager and I realized, Boy, what a great mentor he was. He wasn't dressing down the manager of the restaurant. He was teaching him. And he said, well, that's okay. I'll tell you. Okay, now everybody stand up. Ferrell's features, fabulous food, and fantastic fountain fantasies for frolicking, fun-filled, festive families. Everyone leaves here with a dose of happy-itis, and they'll always remember us. You do not open up this store again unless you get in a huddle and you chant that three times. What was he teaching? He was teaching us to seed our subconscious, to be kind and happy, to serve. It's an art. I uh, asked him how it felt to know what he wanted after the meeting. He said it's glorious. He said, hold on. He went up to his car. He handed me a book, and he told me if I read that book, that he would be my mentor for the rest of his life if I read it and was prepared to discuss it when he returned in uh, two months. He owned 25 ferals at the time read it. He came back. He became my mentor. The book was Think and Grow Rich by Dr. Napoleon Hill. Today, I'm the largest licensee of the seminars for Dr. Hill in the world, where I own the rights to China, Singapore, Mexico, Latin America, and the Latin Caribbean. And I have rewritten 500 pages of Napoleon Hill's work, modernizing it for the reintroduction of these principles to a modern day society. And uh, I've been a disciple of Dr. Hill since I was 18 years old. And everybody that works with me are certified Napoleon Hill Think and Grow Rich coaches. And every single uh, associate team member from the receptionist to the janitor have also gone through the courses. And that's why I believe that we're the largest at what we do and successful in every one of our companies.
0: Wow. And it all started with one person when you were 18 years old.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Amazing.
1: Saw something in me that I didn't see. I was headed for a bad uh, uh, adult ending. And I owe everything that I have to Mr. Farrell. There is no doubt.
0: Wow. And I'm sure now people are, are itching to know where can they learn more about you and get a copy of your book and keep up with your work.
1: Stopdrifting.com or davidribarra.com will tell you more than you will ever want to know about me.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, David. This is really, really wonderful.
1: Well, thank you for having me here today.
0: David has generously offered 10 copies of his book, Stop Drifting, Become the Switchmaster of Your Own Thought and Pivot to Positive to members of the Modern Manager community. And I have to say, this was one of the easiest and fun and fast reads I've read in a long time and the concepts are just super clear. So I highly recommend it. To get one of these free copies, you must be a member. So go to the slash join to learn more about membership and sign up today. All the links are in the show notes and they can be delivered to your inbox when you subscribe to my newsletter. Find that at themodernmanager.com. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Meetings are one of the most critical components of healthy collaboration and teams are at the heart of how we work. Meteor helps you use your time in meetings productively, build healthy relationships with your colleagues, and move work forward. To learn how we do it, visit meteor.com. That's M-E-E-T-E-O-R.com.
1: You've been listening to The Modern Manager. You're already becoming a rockstar boss of a thriving team. I can tell. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player, and join the mailing list at MamieKS.com podcast. That's M-A-M-I-E-K-S dot com slash podcast to get show notes and other special content delivered directly to your inbox. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.